Oh, hello, and welcome to another edition of History Untapped. Today, we are traveling north of the wall to Bonnie, Scotland, to talk about the Loch Ness Monster. And without further ado, your writer and producer, Johnny Walker. Real quick before we get started, this episode is intended for mature audiences only. This episode will contain strong language, adult themes, and crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Do you know how Norway, like, when the boats come in for the Navy, do you know, like, how they, like, make sure everyone's there? Nope. There's a barcode on the side of the boat, and they Scandinavian. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Stephen already knew where that one was going. <laughs> Nessie has been a part of Scottish folklore since at least the year 565 AD, when an Irish monk named St. Columba was staying in the land of the Picts. He was out walking when he ran into some locals burying a man. When Columba asked them what had happened to this man, they told him that the man had been swimming in the river Ness when he was attacked by a water beast that mauled him and dragged him under the water. The residents had tried to rescue him with a boat, but they could not get to him in time. Wow. So this goes all the way back to 565. This is the first, like, written recording of it. Apparently it's a generational story that could be from before this, but this is the first written, you know, encounter with it. But that's what the monks did. They, I mean, they wrote everything down. Right. Oh, but that's so crazy, like, to think that, like, wow. All right, Sorry. My mind is blown right now, <laughs> as it will. Columba told one of his followers to swim across the river to see if the monster really existed. When the monster appeared and tried to attack the man in the water, Columba made the sign of the cross and said to the monster, Go no further. Do not touch the man. Go back at once. The monster was stopped like it had been pulled back with ropes. The monster then turned and fled. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that so, right there makes me not believe the story, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, so first of all, you have to believe in the Loch Ness Monster. Then I you mean, have that, to believe that totally the Loch Ness do. Monster is afraid of God. And Listen, I believe in the Loch Ness Monster, but mostly because South Park told me to believe in the Loch Ness Monster. You never, ever, ever get a Loch Ness Monster trip, Eddie. Oh, that goddamn Loch Ness Monster, he don't give me tree fitty. I ain't getting no damn Loch Ness Monster tree fitty. Ding dong. I got some Girl Scout cookies. How much <laughs> them Girl Scout tree fitty? I ain't goddamn Loch Ness Monster. I know you were the Loch Ness Monster. I ain't giving you no tree fitty. That's my favorite episode of all time. <laughs> that is mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> In October of 1871, or possibly 1872, D. Mackenzie of Balmain saw what he thought was a log or overturned boat in the water until he saw it wriggling and overturning water. It started to move slowly at first before speeding up and disappearing. Mackenzie did not tell anyone about the experience until 1934, one year after the popularity of the monster started to take off. 
So yeah, he sat on this information for like 60 years until the 30s when sightings and everything just absolutely exploded. Blew up. And he's always like an 80 year old man at this point. He's like, well, back in my day, I saw this thing <laughs> in the lake one time. You know, he's freaking out. Like, and we just, in my day, we just didn't give a shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much. In 1888, Alexander McDonald supposedly saw a larger stubby-legged animal rise to the surface of the lock and swim up to about 50 yards from McDonald. He reported what he'd seen to Alex Campbell, the local water bailiff, and described it as a large salamander-type monster. That'd be terrifying. A giant yeah. salamander? <laughs> I mean, Komodo dragon. Well, I'm imagining bigger than that. Yeah. Well, I know. I'm just saying. Like, Even a Komodo dragon, that's terrifying. I don't want to be anywhere near a Komodo dragon. Okay, but have you ever had a salamander as a pet? I have one in my living room. Right. So imagine it's an, like, well, it's a it's a axolotl, so it's a water salamander. I mean, I get it. Like, imagine that big for it. Like, it's not going to hurt you. It's not trying to kill you. If it's as big as me or bigger, I then mean, I'm scared of it. They did say that it attacked that man and dragged him underwater. It, it didn't well, maul that guy and kill him, so... Well, maybe that guy was looking like a piece of shrimp. Who knows? I was going to say something it. very inappropriate, but I didn't. Anyhow. <laughs> I need to move it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> On April 15th, 1933, John and Aldi McKay were driving down the A82 by Loch Ness when Aldi noticed a creature with the body of a whale rolling in the water. They reported the sighting to Alex Campbell, who by this time was not just the water bailiff, but he was also a part-time journalist for the Inverness Courier. He published an article on May 2nd, 1933, titled Strange Spectacle in Loch Ness. So here's an excerpt from the article. Quote, the creature disported itself, rolling and plunging for fully a minute, its body resembling that of a whale and the water cascading and churning like a simmering cauldron. Soon, however, it disappeared in a boiling mass of foam. Both onlookers confessed that there was something uncanny about the whole thing, for they realized that there was no ordinary denizen of the depths, because, apart from its enormous size, the beast, in taking the final plunge, sent out waves that were big enough to have been caused by a passing streamer. End quote. So basically, this thing is huge, and it's in, essentially, just a regular lake. It's the size of a whale. Yeah, a whale that should not be in that lake. In that lake, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, the next sighting also happened in 1933, when Hugh Gray took the first supposed photograph of the monster. Most and that people... was, that's like the most famous photograph, right? No. No? Okay. No. Well, this one is super yeah. blurry. I mean, you can see like maybe sort of a tail in this one. Okay. So that's like the not good one. Most people were skeptical of the photo from the start, with many people claiming it was merely a swan or an otter. 30 years later, a man named Maurice Burton came into possession of two lantern slides contact positive from the original negative. When the images were projected onto a screen, it clearly showed an otter at the surface in the characteristic fashion so yeah basically that's, it's saying that it's word. it's an otter and doing the, the characteristic otter thing where it's laying on its back right just chilling and then like spinning yeah so you can see its tail and the picture that you showed up you can you can see its tail 
Oh, that that's sense. it's blurry, but that's totally an otter. No, I. Get I it. mean, yeah. I, I was gonna say yeah. So that uh, right yeah. there, it definitely looks like an otter to me. Yeah, you can see the tail. You can see its head. Like it's you can. It's totally right. just laying there, floating like on the water, bang and having fun, and yeah. But I I feel like I mean even though this is a blurry photo, obviously he was close enough to take a like photo of it. I feel like he would have seen that it was an otter. A lot of these were intentional hoaxes, though. True. Okay. Yeah, because after the first sighting came out, then there's an article in the paper, and then all of a sudden this guy takes a picture and puts it in there. You know, even today there's 10-plus sightings every year. Right. So, you know, it's still happening. I'm not saying people aren't seeing it because I have my own opinion on that, but that's definitely an otter. In 1934, a gynecologist from London was visiting the area when he saw the monster emerge from the water. He grabbed his camera and took four pictures before the monster disappeared again. Only two of the pictures came out clear enough to use. The first photo became known as the surgeon's photograph. This was the first picture of the monster's head and neck above water. That's the famous one that you're thinking of. That was uh, uh, that was confessed to be a hoax on his deathbed. Yeah, so for about oh, yeah. 60 years, the photograph was generally accepted as proof of the monster's existence. But skeptics pointed out the photo looked cropped to make the monster appear bigger. In 1993, a documentary titled Loch Ness Discovered analyzed the surgeon's photo and spotted a white object in all the photos. The experts determined that it was some sort of device used to tow the creature for a hoax. They also looked at the uncropped photo and came to the conclusion that the creature was only about two to three feet long. Hmm. So, yeah, they basically zoomed in to make it look like it was really large, like huge. Okay. Like a monster. (laughs) Six years later, in 1999, it came out that the surgeon's photo was indeed a hoax. The creature was just a toy submarine with a homemade monster head and neck glued onto it. The small fake Nessie was built by Christian Sperling, who was the son-in-law of a man named Marmaduke Weatherill. Which I also read that he wasn't maybe the son-in-law. He might have been a stepbrother. Okay. Wasn't wasn't very clear. Well, this man, Marmaduke Weatherall, who had been turned cool name. turned into the laughing stock of the Daily Mail, where he worked after he found some Nessie footprints that turned out to be a hoax. So he and Sperling created and photographed the fake monster and gave them to their London doctor friend to submit to the Daily Mail as a form of revenge. Yeah. So the doctor was just like a friend of theirs that he was up for a, you know, a joke basically. And this guy was pissed off because someone went and took, I think it was like a a stuffed rhino. I think it was a rhino. And they went out by Loch Ness and they stamped this rhino foot into the dirt. And they went out there and said, Oh, it's Nessie footprints. And he went out there and photographed (laughs) it and wrote an article up, put it in the daily mail. And they were like, you fucking moron. Like that's a rhino foot. And basically, they made fun of him, basically, and he got upset about it. So he was like, I'll get you back. And he did for 60 years, basically. Shit. So in 1954, a fishing boat named the Rival 3 set out on Loch Ness equipped with sonar technology. Their goal was to find and track Nessie's movements. Eventually, they found a large object about 480 feet below their ship, keeping up with them for about half a mile before disappearing. 
Sonar sweeps since then have been mostly inconclusive. But they found something following them for about half a mile. Right. In 1960, an aeronautical engineer, Tim Dinsdale, was searching for the monster and was on the final day of his search when he saw a hump in the water that left a wake behind as it moved through the water. And he immediately started filming. He described it as reddish with a splotch on the side. At the time, it was mostly dismissed as a hoax. But in the documentary, Loch Ness discovered that we talked about earlier, they used digital enhancement technology on the film. The person who enhanced the film and the film's negative is quoted as saying, before I saw the film, I thought the Loch Ness monster was a load of rubbish. Having done the enhancement, I'm not so sure. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So, I mean, a professional who does digital editing and retouches things and makes sure, you know, things look right, you know, that's what their job is, looks at this and goes, oh, shit, that, <laughs> well, that might it, be real. It could <laughs> be real. <laughs> In 2007, a lab tech supposedly captured the monster on video. He claimed it was jet black, about four feet long, and moving very fast. STV News North Tonight and BBC Scotland both aired the footage, but when they interviewed Adrian Shine, the marine biologist working at Loch Ness, he claimed that it was likely an otter, seal, or aquatic bird. In 2014, a satellite captured an image on Apple Maps that potentially shows the monster in the far northern part of the loch. In this image, the creature appears to be about 100 feet long. But skeptics claim it's simply just a shadow. Some driftwood or even just a wave. Weird. I don't know how you get just a wave or something I mean, like that. Right? Also, like that's, that's strange. if it appears to be a hundred feet long, it's definitely not driftwood. Well, it could be like a whole bunch of it. How like when the tides like push oh, okay. it all together, it could be like a you know a lot of it or whatever. But that, but that seems weird. Does seem a little bit weird. In 2015, Google Maps spent an entire week at the lock for their Street View feature, where they would photograph above and below the water with the help of local volunteers. That's something that I would like to do, like, the whole street view thing. I love doing that. That's when I'm out, like, I see some giant house or whatever. Like, I like to go look at the the roads and see, like, oh, shit, like, how much does that house cost? And you walk it, like, <laughs> walk in the neighborhood or whatever. That'd be really cool to do that over the entire entirety of Loch Ness. Yeah. Right. Especially under the water, too. I know it's really murky and you can't see a whole lot, but that's still pretty cool. They spent a whole week doing that. Since the 1930s, searches and studies have been happening nonstop. In 1972, sonar tests led by MIT's Department of Ocean Engineering turned up an image of a creature about 20 to 30 feet long with flippers for limbs. Huh. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. One of those things where, again, skeptics point to every single thing that it might or might not be. (laughs) Yeah. In 1987, 24 boats were given echo-sounding equipment, and they all set off across the lock and sent acoustic sound waves to the bottom of the lock. At the same time, in order to map the whole floor of the lock, this was known as Operation Deep Scan. In three of the images they got back from Operation Deep Scan, it showed a large object at the bottom of the lock that appeared at first glance to be nothing more than debris. But after looking at all three images, the object appeared to be moving. Daryl Lawrence, 
A sonar expert and the man who donated many of the echo sounder units looked over the results and had this to say. There's something here that we don't understand. And there's something here that's larger than a fish. Maybe some species that hasn't been detected before. I don't know. Ooh. Mm. In 2003, the BBC decided to go all in on discovering the validity of the Loch Ness Monster. They used 600 sonar beams with satellite tracking and were able to pinpoint a tiny buoy from space, but were unable to find any evidence of a creature of substantial size. The scientists leading the search claimed that despite their hopes of a monster being real, it was nothing more than a myth. Kind of a big blow for... uh believers out there however in 2018 dna testing was done on the lock to determine if there were any large fish or reptile species in the lock all the testing came back negative for large fish reptiles with the exception of eels which so eels can get up to over five feet long and 150 pounds Hmm. Although scientists think the possibility of giant eels being present in the lock is slim to none, the most I mean, I mean that one that looked like an otter, kind of. It also well, could be an eel. The thing that I one of the documentaries I watched on it said that none of the eyewitness accounts have ever stated that the creature went in like a side to side swimming motion like an eel. Mm, so. Okay. In the last hundred years, none of them have said it moves like an eel. So Interesting. the one possibility that it could be, nobody has ever reported it being like an eel. So that's okay. a, little, a little disappointing there. But also, it didn't come back, the same test didn't come back with like otters and stuff like that either, which otters and seals, which has been the other explanation. The skeptics are always saying, oh, it's just an otter. Oh, it's just a seal. Right. Those also didn't show up in the DNA testing. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Got to yeah. be something there. You can't say it's an otter or a seal, but those not show up in the DNA testing either. That's interesting. The most common exclama- ex- exclamations. Exclamation! The most common explanations are usually they're either boats, wakes, birds, eels, otters, seals, catfish, sharks, and elephant which someone said that there was a picture of one of the pictures was of an elephant taken somewhere else and then just submitted as a picture of Nessie, like the trunk coming out of the water. And they were like, Oh, that's all it is. It's just an elephant, uh, trees, underwater gas, a plesiosaur or a long necked giant newt. Some hmm. other theories are that there's like an underwater, obviously underwater. There's a tunnel that goes from Loch Ness and goes way underground and then goes out to the ocean. Right. And that somehow maybe sharks or some other large sea creatures have come in through the tunnel and then surfaced, been seen, and then have gone back out somehow. Maybe that's how, like, the whale-like creature got in there and then, you know. But right. the fact that you know, the DNA test didn't come back with any sharks, didn't come back with any, like, marlins, didn't come back with any huge big fish. It was only right. small fish. Like, that's crazy to me, right? Like, that... I don't know. To me, the fact that they have done multiple like exams and tests and there's no big game or whatever you want to call it. I mean, there's no goddamn giraffes swimming in the goddamn Congo. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> um, 
But there's no fucking giraffes women out there that are like, oh, look at our long necks, like, bullshit. Like, clearly, there is something out there that no one has been able to, like, concretely specify as anything. So for me, Loch Ness, she's a thing. I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. I think she's out there. Nessie is real. I think the problem is too many people have made hoaxes on purpose right have gotten caught and i think that takes away from i think it's not the people that make the hoaxes and they make these big elaborate stories it's just the regular people who are out you know driving and they're like oh what the fuck was that and real quick you know like didn't really see it like it wasn't necessarily some amazing experience there's enough people who i think have just seen it and been like whoa like what was that you know what i mean i agree I have an acquaintance of mine who used to be a teacher in Ohio at a college out there. She was born in Buenos Aires, and she lived in Scotland for most of her adult life. And she would do tours in Inverness, and one day she was taking a bus tour along Loch Ness, and I think they had like a flat tire or something, and she had to stop. And this was like in the 1960s. And she told me a story of how they were all like out of the bus and she looked across the lake and she saw something that reminded her of the Loch Ness Monster. She didn't really tell me if she believes if it was the Loch Ness Monster. She just said it resembled what people say it looked like. Sounds like it was the Loch Ness Monster. So, you know, like... I'm just saying. I'm down for any conspiracy theory, anything like that. I think it was the Loch Ness Monster. I've I've heard conspiracies I'm... about how the government is trying to protect it, so that's why all these studies come out saying it's absolutely not real. But really, it right. is real, and the government is just saying it's not real. Now, if people will stop going and looking for it and trying to, like, capture it, they're actually Queen trying... Elizabeth knows about it. I bet yeah. she knows that it's real. They're actually... Well, it was actually... There was some... <laughs> Some law they tried to get passed, just, like in the sixties, I think, that was it was like an animal conservation act, and they they listed it on there. They listed it. They gave it its own like scientific name. Um, it's like Nessius something or whatever, but like they gave think, it like a scientific name to protect it as a protected species. And I think at the end of the day, no question, I think it is a it's a dinosaur that survived and is out there. And our government, crossed with multiple other governments, don't want to own up to it, right? Because, like, this is a creature we, we we didn't make. We don't understand. We don't actually know a whole lot about it. We don't know. It predates everything that we've ever known, ever to man. And somehow, in the giant, you know, meteorite that destroyed all... Like this bitch. It well, that's one of the water. that's one of the theories is that right? so the, all these locks and stuff were created by glaciers that moved through the land and everything, and you know, cut it all open basically and made the you know valleys and mountains and all that shit. So there's thinking that maybe it was, or maybe maybe it was more than one, you know, back then, and right. that it was trapped in a glacier. That part of the glacier just got stuck there in the earth, and then when it melted, they just started swimming around apparently because they weren't dead 
there's frozen and ice, you know, whatever. So that's yeah, how that's it started. And then, theory, then they're thinking theory. that maybe the descendants of Nessie have, a, you know, adapted to be able to live in the lock the way that it is now. Right. But yeah. Yeah. I think that it's just like it's a fucking dinosaur that living its life, doing its thing. I think Nessie is 100% real. I'm with you. I agree. I think I'm also Nessie inclined to believe it, too, especially in Scotland, where their mascot is a lion and a unicorn. True. National animal, animal of Scotland is it's a unicorn. unicorn. So if that's their national animal, I don't see why Nessie can't be real. Deal. John, Nessie is a real thing. Also, God bless Nessie. God bless Nessie. God, God bless Nessie. Bless Nessie. <laughs> and on that note, that is our Loch Ness Monster episode. <laughs> if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at historyuntapped at yahoo.com. You can find us on Instagram, just historyuntapped. Same with TikTok. Uh, hope you liked it. Uh, we'll have some questions on Spotify or a poll. Uh, let us know what you think. That's all we got this time. We'll see you next time. Hey, guys. Real quick before we go, I just want to say that if you enjoyed what you heard today, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to your podcast. Also, we do have a merch store where you can get some cool shirts, stickers, posters, glasses, and mugs. Just head on over to historyuntappedstore.org to show everyone how much you love us. All music on this show is produced and performed by all good folks. Thanks for listening.